Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, 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 my dear friend and listener. Welcome to episode 53 of the Inspire to Engage podcast. We're talking customer interviews today. They are the fastest and cheapest way to being better at sales and marketing. And if you know anything about me, if you've listened to any other episodes, you know that I am passionate about talking to your customers directly to your clients. In fact, I'd be a bad businesswoman if I didn't mention that that is a part of my business. That is a part of the onboarding process for anybody that I take on that's a done-for-you client, meaning that I am writing the copy for them. Because what I realized early on in my own business and when I was helping other businesses with their copy is that we were missing that component. We had not checked back into what the customers and clients were saying about our business, how they viewed our business. And sometimes it's different than how we business owners view our company, how we view our services and products. So I'm pretty passionate about this topic. So once again, thank you for listening. This is about customer interviews. And in my opinion, it's the fastest, the cheapest, the most overlooked way at being better at sales and marketing. I'm kind of dividing it into about three or four sections. The first section we're gonna talk about really quickly is the why. This is why you should be doing this. And the next section is how. Then we're gonna talk about best practices. And then I'm going to leave you with a list of questions. I'm also going to link in the show notes to a Google Doc that you can access and just copy the doc, the doc itself that will have some of the templates and the questions that I'm gonna talk about today. So be looking for that in the show notes. Let's get started. Let's talk about the why. Why do customer interviews? Well, the first one I've already alluded to, it is the best way to get information about how your services and products are being used. It saves a lot of wondering. We spend a lot of time thinking, Hmm, how are customers using this? Or why are they still so confused? Well, if we talk to them directly, we can find the answers to these exact questions. Sometimes we business owners act like, we don't do it on purpose, but we act like those brilliant surgeons or the brilliant professors, they were always speaking over our heads. They knew their topic or they knew the disorder that they were so good at fighting or that they were so good at performing the surgery to fight. And when it came time to make that information useful for us, they just couldn't. They were talking over our heads. That's sometimes what business owners do about our services and products because we are so invested in the nuts and bolts of how we get our service and products out to consumers that we then go out and talk about that with the consumers when that's not really at all what they're interested in. 
We want to know if we were a college student, hey, what's going to be on the test? Or how is this going to affect me out in the real world? And if we were talking to a surgeon that just saved our life, yeah, sure, we're going to want some details. But ultimately, we're going to want to know, am I going to be better? And what do I need to know going forward so that this doesn't happen again? That's exactly what our customers are similar. That's what our consumers, our customers and clients want to know about our services and products. That's why talking to them directly is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And let me say this right now. You can definitely get the information that you want through an email. You can. And maybe even through a survey. But I will tell you that there is power in hearing someone else's voice and hearing the exact words that they would use to talk about your service and product in conversational form. Meaning we spend more time composing an email and we backtrack and change an adjective here or we reword, reword a sentence so that it sounds more intelligent compared to when we're just talking to somebody in a quick conversation. And that's really the information that if at all possible, if you can set up customer interviews where you're really talking to somebody, not just emailing them back and forth, you are going to get a gold mine. But I will say this. Any information that you get directly from customers and clients is better than getting no information. Okay, so reason number one, talking to directly to your consumers is the best source of information. Reason number two, it shows them your desire to know as much as you can about them and how they're using your service and products. A lot of businesses aren't doing this. So you are going to stand out. If you are going to your loyal customers and saying, thank you so much, and I want to know more about how we can serve you. I want to learn why this product has improved your life. Of course, it is going to take a little bit of their time. But most in most situations, loyal customers are willing to give you 10 to 15 minutes. And that's about all the time that you need. And I will also say this, that some of my clients in the past have offered an award, some type of small gift for their customers who went through with, with the short interviews and chats. So that's always something else that you can think about. If you feel like that you are being intrusive, then ask yourself, well, what can I reward them for their time? And then the third thing, and it, this, this goes back to number one. But this gives you so much content, so many things to write about in social posts, in emails. When you hear how your customers are explaining your services and products or the questions that they have or what delighted them so much, that is just buckets full of content. So then you can take their, their comments, their suggestions, their questions, and then boom, start writing about those and addressing them in social posts, in emails, on videos, in your stories. So there you go. You have plenty of content. No more wondering like, what do people want to hear from me? Why? Boom, you've got it. And in fact, I have started asking, depending on the purpose of my customer research, I have started asking a question like, well, 
what type of emails make you happy? What type of emails make want to, want make you want to open them? And for you, if you're not doing a whole lot of emailing, or maybe you are, but that's not your focus, maybe you spend more time on social media, there's a question for you. What type of social media makes you happy? Of, of my last couple of posts that you've seen, which ones did you like best? While you have somebody on the phone, ask some of those burning questions that's going to give you content and give you direction for your future copywriting. Okay, quick review. Why customer conversations are so important. It gives you the best source of information. You are going directly to the source. Number two, it shows your customers a desire for you, your desire to learn more about them and how you can serve them better. And number three, it gives you lots of content for, for getting out information about your service or products. Now, let's talk for a second about how you go about doing these customer interviews. I know in the back of your head, you were thinking, there's no way, Rachel, that I can add anything else to my plate. And I understand that. I really do um, because there are things in my business right now that I have not been tending to very well because like you, I just can't add anything else to my plate right now. But there will come a time that you are going to get frustrated because you get the same questions from your customers or you get the same replies back to your email about something they don't understand or a launch didn't go as well as you thought it would, or you're tired of sitting down to your computer to a blank screen and just having no ideas for content, there is going to come a day when you get so frustrated about that. And when you do, this is when you're going to say, okay, I am going to carve out some time to do this. And I, let's start with the first how. This is the first thing that I want to talk about the how is the time. This is not a lengthy process. What I'm going to walk you through does not take hours and hours and hours. It will take an hour towards the beginning to get emails out, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. And then, of course, you're going to need to do the interviews. But we're talking about interviews that are 10 to 20 minutes at the most. And then you're going to want to carve out an hour to two hours at the end of those interviews where you pull together your notes that's where the gold is because you can start seeing trends. You can see where the where three people of the five that you interviewed said this exact same thing about your service and product. Or these two people were still asking, but why do I need to do it this way? Well, boom. So it's in that final hour or two that you pull together your notes that you start to realize how you can go about changing your business, where you have topics to talk about on social media and on videos. So we're talking, you know, three to, to five hours of your time over, you know, a couple of weeks. So over, you know, three weeks. So of course it's going to take your time, but I'm going to push back and say it's worth it. And especially when you get to that part of your business where you are frustrated enough to say, okay, I'm going to carve out time to do this. So we talked about the time. Let's talk about the first step of how you go about doing this. You need to identify three to five or three to 10 even 
ideal customers. And when I mean ideal customers, those are people who have gladly given their money to you. They're very happy with the service or product that you're providing. Those are your ideal customers. You want to identify three to 10 of them. I will say that, of course, not everybody is going to write back. I have sent out lots of these emails. Nobody of the ones I've sent out, and I've sent out a lot, have written back and been angry. Nobody has. Now, there's, of course, some people I've just not heard back from. That's okay. That's to be expected. That's real life. So three to 10. And I know that some of you are thinking, okay, Rachel, my business is brand new, and I don't have three to 10 loyal customers. Then what I would tell you is start with who you do have. If you have one or two one or two customers who have bought from you and love what you do, then start there. Because the thing that I want to save you from is what I have experienced and what many other small business owners have experienced is skipping this step. If you start now and get in a habit and get in, and create a process for talking to your customers regularly every six months or at least once a year, you are going to be head and tails above other small businesses. So start with what you have. So what you do is identify your best customers. And then you are going to send them an email explaining what this is that you're doing in your business. Remember that Google Doc that I talked to you talked to you about at the beginning of this podcast? I will have that template email for you in that Google Doc. But let me tell you right now kind of how it goes. It will say like, Dear Angela, Thank you for being a fantastic supporter of fill in your business. I hope that you enjoyed fill in the blank. The reason you want that first sentence or two, you want it to mention your business name and what they buy from you. Because remember, we all are inundated with emails. So we don't want them to open this up and go, who is this person? You want that first sentence to remind them of your business and what they bought from you. So there you go. And then explain, I have loved doing business with you. I want to serve you well, and I want to attract other customers like you. I am currently doing research. I'm currently talking to customers. Would you be interested in talking with me for 10 to 15 minutes? If so, please use the link below to schedule a time. And then at this point, now I'm speaking to you, I'm out, I'm out of the email right now. At this point, if you do want to offer a gift, a gesture for talking with you, then that's when you would also end it too with, with something like, thank you so much once again for supporting my small business. If you do agree to talk with me, I will be sending you a coupon code for blah, 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 blah. Hopefully we'll talk soon and then sign off. One more thing that I mentioned that email. I mentioned a scheduling link. Oh, schedule, schedule, schedules. They are so tough. You are like me. You're juggling soccer. You're juggling running and getting a car title or home repair. Or you're juggling swim practice. And then you've got karate practice on top of that. The list goes on and on and on. Scheduling is very hard. So I've learned the hard way for doing this for a while that using a scheduling link is the best. This is hard for me to say because I really like an email that lists two specific times, maybe even three, because that really 
closes everybody's mind down and they just can quickly look at their calendar and see if Tuesday at 3.30 is open for them or Wednesday at 4 o'clock is better. But the problem is for business owners who are trying to schedule those times, then you end up having to wait for that customer to email you back. Yes, I will take Tuesday at 3 o'clock. You're like, okay, now that I know that, I can now email another one or two people and offer them a couple of my open times. And then do you see my point? Because we don't have infinite number of hours where we can talk to customers. We really have to narrow it down to a couple of days, a couple of hours for those few days. And if you aren't using a scheduling link, then you find yourself waiting for one or two people to reply back to you before you can then initiate the conversation, the initial email with your next two or three potential interviews. So all of that hoopla, I will say, using a scheduling link will save you. Therefore, you can email your three to 10 people all at once. Individual emails, though, don't do not put them in a group. That is, you should not share other people's email. You email them each individually, but you can sit down and do it in a 15 to 25 minute time period and copy and paste with that scheduling link. If you don't have a scheduling link, let me suggest Calendly. It offers you one free calendar, calendar, let me say that again, Calendly offers you one free calendar. If you've never used Calendly before, it will give you a seven day trial. And in that seven day trial, it will offer you like three calendars. So you could technically schedule your interview and schedule I don't know, whatever else you need to, to schedule that where people are responding back and forth to you. But all of those calendars will go away except for one if you're out once the trial ends. So if you know that you don't, you don't plan on pay, paying for Calendly, I would start with just one calendar and it's a calendar that you're going to use to set up interviews for your customer conversation. And if you'll take a little extra time, I'm not walking you through these steps right here, but if you'll take a little extra time in Calendly, you can link your other calendars that you have on your phone, like your personal calendar and maybe a business calendar. You can link those calendars together to Calendly and therefore you're not booking times on top of when you're technically taking your son to karate. I would suggest taking that step. Reiterate, when you send an email to talk to your customers, Use a scheduling link. It will save you time in the long run. It will save you a lot of headaches in the long run. To do to create a scheduling link, if you do not have one already inside of HoneyBook or Dubsado or HubSpot, then create yourself a free account on Calendly and use just one calendar and name it something like customer interviews. It will take you through the couple of steps that you will need to do in order to create the calendar and then to get the link then you can use that link to send it out to lots of emails. And as people book, those times just roll off your calendar as if they're not available anymore. So you're not booking on top of things. My final suggestion is definitely to link some of your personal calendars or your business calendars to Calendly so that Calendly knows what else is happen happening in your life so that you don't get double booked. Okay, so let's move on. First step, identify who it is that you're going to email. Second step, email them. And I've got a template that you can 
revise to fit your needs, you'll find it in that Google Doc. The next thing is that once you have it scheduled, you're going to meet. I will tell you that I have found a call is much better than offering a Zoom situation. I personally love face-to-face. I love Zoom. I'll get on a Zoom meeting in a heartbeat. But these customer interviews are meant not to be intrusive. So I found that a lot of my a lot of my customers or the customers to my clients, they like to talk to me on the way home from work or on the way to work or on the way to taking their daughter to ballet. So a call works much better than Zoom because when we get to talk in video, then it starts feeling more formal and people feel like they have to have their hair clean and their makeup on. And we really just want to have a sweet conversation about our business. And honest, of course, but once again, we picked people who are going to like our business and we want to attract more people like that. Doesn't mean that we're not looking for honest opinions. I definitely want to state that. So I have found that a call works best. Now, you're going to ask your questions and I would already have those questions typed up before you get on that call and I would even have practiced them. Remember, there is nothing wrong with practicing, especially if you've never done this before. This is new to you. Read through your questions one or two times before you make that call and also know how you're going to introduce yourself when they do answer. Practice that too so that you're not stumbling all over the place when they do answer. And then the final step in this process is once you've talked to them, send them a thank you email. Either in, And if you offered a kind gesture to them, something that you were going to offer them to talk for, for talking with you, then definitely send that in the email as well, in the thank you email. But... There's nothing wrong. In fact, it's a great thing to reach out to people and just make sure they know how much you appreciate their time, whether if it was five minutes or a 20-minute call. So I hope those steps helped. And let's move on to the next thing. These are just a couple of reminders, what I kind of consider best practices, things that I have learned from doing lots of these calls. Number one, you as a business owner, set the purpose in your head. Write it down on the Google Doc where you've asked, where you have written down your questions. But you've got to set a purpose. Here's a couple of examples. Is my purpose to find the uniqueness about my business? Am Am I working to determine why people really like me? why they like my business, why it stands out to them, that could be your purpose. Be sure that you note that at the top of where you have your questions. Or your purpose could be to learn more about their customer journey. So how long does it take from somebody hearing about me all the way to them actually purchasing from me? Maybe that's something that you're needing to dig deep into and you want to know about. So that is going to be your purpose. Or is your purpose more to learn about how your service or product is being used? That's a really common one as well. Once again, like I said with the other two purposes, that would be written at the top 
of your Word doc or your Google doc or the notes in your phone. And the reason it's important for it to be written up there is that as you start that interview, right before you make that phone call, you're going to read that purpose and be mindful. This is why I'm asking these questions. It will help you that as a conversation leads you one direction, it will help you consider and pull out other questions that's going to help you answer that purpose. Why, why that was important to you to begin with. So best practice number one, know the purpose for that, for that call, for that conversation. And in fact, I often tell the people that I'm talking on the phone with, I'll say, hey, look, thank you so much for meeting with me. I'm a copywriter for so-and-so and so-and-so. And we want to know more about customers like you because we want to attract more customers. The purpose of this call is to figure out why this business stands out to you. And so I just share that right up. Or I might say the purpose of this call is we want to delve into the customer journey. Like, how did you hear about this person? And then once you heard about them, how long was it to take for you to start doing business with them? I have some questions about that. And that's what this conversation is going to be about. So by setting the purpose, it does good for me and it does great for the person who's being questioned. And okay, another best practice, and I've talked to this, I talked to you about this already, but I just want to remind you, have your questions predetermined, have them written down somewhere so that you can quickly read them as you're going through the conversation. It will help you keep your conversation focused on your purpose, what we just talked about. Now, I will also say that if the chat leads you in a little bit different direction, and you're gaining lots of insight, stuff that you didn't at all know about how your people view your service or product, well then go with it. But the questions help to keep you on the correct path if your sweet customer veers off in another direction. And then there is another thing that I have started doing recently. And that is recording the conversation. Now, mind you, you have to have permission to do that. Don't ever record something that you don't have permission to do. But there is a app and you can also find it on um, your desktop. You can find it on the web and it's called otter.ai and it is a recording and a transcribing software. So that is very powerful because it keeps you from having to write notes or type notes. It is free for a certain amount of time. Then of course you will have to start paying, but I, I think like you get something like 600 minutes free a month and maybe 40 minutes at a time for one conversation. Definitely something to look into if you are concerned about writing fast enough or typing fast enough. And the thing about it being transcribed is that you can go back and look at everything that was said, not just what you typed and, uh, and were able to write down. So that's a new best practice that I've just recently started. And once again, if your customer on the phone said, you know, no, I, I don't want to be recorded. That's okay. Then, then you're, you're like, that's fine. And I do want, let me make another note right there. Because I'm not an expert on otter.ai, I do want to say how I used it initially. 
I did use it on a Zoom call because it was a lengthy customer interview. It was for a different type of project that I was doing. So I should say that I have not used it yet on just a phone call. Okay, let me let me be clear about that. Okay, we've covered a lot. We talked about why you should have customer conversations. We've talked about how you can go about setting up those customer conversations. I've also listed a couple of best practices, things I've learned over doing lots of these customer conversations. And so now we're to the final part of what are some questions that I can ask? Now, you're brilliant. So I know you were going to come up with wonderful questions, but I have listed about six or seven that are great starting points. So if you're struggling with thinking about conversation with questions, here are some good starters. And they're fairly general enough that they will go with 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 the purposes that I talked about just a few minutes ago. Here we go. Here's a very general question. This one starts with Okay, here's a very general question and a solid one to start with if you need one. What would you tell a friend about my business? Another one, what would you say is a strength of my service or my product? How long did you, how long was it from you learning about my service or product until you actually purchased? Oh, here's another one. If you owned my business, what would you do differently? How can I improve, you know, certain product or certain service? This one is a very important question. If you didn't purchase blank from me, what would you be doing? Okay. Now, I want to end, I also want to end these questions with, I typically conclude the interview with some fun questions. And the reason I do this is because it helps really tighten the humanness. It reminds me that as I'm a, as I'm writing copy, I'm not writing to some blank computer screen. I'm writing to a real person. And so here's a couple of fun ones. And most customers enjoy talking about this. What's your favorite movie or TV show? And then another one, what is your favorite music or what is your favorite song? And I also like to ask them, you know, what's, a hobby that you enjoy. Now let's talk about a couple of these questions really quickly before I conclude. That first question that I share with you, what would you tell a friend about my business? This is very important because this helps you as a business owner to hear how someone else is talking about your business. It is so fun to hear if it completely aligns with how you view your business. It is a little alarming to hear if they talk about your business differently than how you have perceived it to be, but it's still such great information. So that's a very important question. Another way to ask that question, and sometimes I ask them both, in fact, a lot of times I ask them both, is what's one word you would use to describe my business? And then once they give that one word, I also then say, well, 
why did you use that word? Both of those questions are asking them to talk about your business without just saying, hey, talk about my business. Let me get to another one of my favorite questions. If you, and I've mentioned it already, but I'm just going back to talk about the importance of it. If you didn't purchase the service or the product from me, what would you be doing? That question right there is so important because really what that question is about is about your competitors. And sometimes your competitors are nothing. Uh, April Dunford did a great job. I think her book is called Obviously Awesome. I love that book. She was actually on my podcast previously. And she is a positioning expert. And she was one of the first people, she was the first person that I read that was asking that question. And it was so, that is so important because oftentimes as business owners, we have in our mind who our competitors are. And when you ask questions like that to your customers, what would you be doing if you weren't buying from me? We're sometimes shocked to find out that they just wouldn't change anything. And that's a different form of education and marketing than if they said, oh, well, I would be buying from so-and-so and so-and-so. That's why that question is extremely important. So if you if it fits your purpose for, for why you're talking to your customers, be sure to ask that question. Just think it's a super smart one. And the one about how long from you hearing about me to you actually purchasing from me, that's a customer journey question. And of course, there's a lot of sub questions that could come from that based off of their answer. So that's a really good question because it lets you know how long it's taking someone to purchase from you. And I didn't say this, but let me add it right now. Another question to add to that is, how did you hear about me? So that's a great check on your marketing. How did you hear about me? I'm about to wrap this episode up. I'm extremely passionate about talking with your customers. I have worked to make it a process because it is something that I offer in my business. It's what I offer for my done-for-you clients. It's a part of their onboarding process because as a copywriter, I need to know what their customers are talking about and what their customers want to know about because that's going to inform my copy. It's an extremely important part of my overall process as a writer. And so I've created a process, but let me tell you this. And I shared most of my process with you today, and I'm sharing further inside a Google doc that you can copy and then use however you want to. But let me say this too. It does not have to be anything complicated. It really could be as simple as a quick email to one of your favorite customers or to three of your favorite customers and saying, Hey, I love doing business with you and I want to keep doing business with you and I want to do business with more people like you. Can you jump on a call tomorrow with me for 20 minutes? Here's my number. Tell me what time's good. I'll call you then. It could be that simple. It could. However, when life gets complicated or if this is a a item that you want to add to your business yearly, or every six months, then I would suggest creating a process, getting a, a template for how you reach out to customers, and then how creating a scheduling link so that you're not battling back and forth with your schedule, their schedule, and your children's schedule, okay, <laughs> or your customer's schedule. So all of that to say, 
the conversation is the most important part. It can be as complicated or as simple as we want it to be, but it is the most important part. I so appreciate you listening to this episode. If I can help you in any way, shoot me an email at rachel at inspiretoengage.com. Know that I offer this service in my copywriting service. Gladly help you. If you need help with your own copy and you're like, I can handle the research, Rachel, but I want some help with my copy, I also offer coaching coaching. Let me say it again. Copy coaching. And this is all on my website, inspiretoengage.com. And you will see uh, places where I have my services listed and you can easily get to uh, copy coaching. And then of course, done for you services as far as emails, ads, and videos. And you're still delving into knowing who this ideal customer is, head to my site, inspiretoengage.com forward slash online courses, where you can get a short course on identifying who it is that you love to serve and who they love to give money to you because you do serve them so well. That's extremely important. And before I close this, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, Please rate or review it. You as a business owner know the power of ratings and reviews. Okay, until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.